All right. Welcome to another episode of Gin and Truth. I'm the captain of this ship, Robert motherfucking Reed. I got a tumble full of Hendrix. I got a mind full of thoughts. Let's go. Let's go. fucking friday let's jump right the fuck into it so gang it was a while back it was actually a couple years ago and i think i may have mentioned this before so just kind of buckle up if i have all right gang you know what i kind of moved my uh kitchen around a little bit and buddy is asleep in the kitchen and i would be lying if i sat here and didn't tell you this is some of the cutest shit I've seen in quite... Oh, oh, he just shuddered. He just shuddered. <laughs> this dog is fucking wonderful. Move back on topic. All right, so it was several years ago, right? And so in my professional life, their kid went to a public school district. The school district made the call that, you know what? We are going to start teaching age-appropriate, mind you, but we're going to start teaching age-appropriate truth in terms of Thanksgiving. Now, if you're around my age, you learn pretty much the same story, right? Now, get in your mind, there were some Native Americans. Of course, we called them Indians back then. So there were some Indians, and they were wearing, you know, those little brownish leather-looking pants, no shirt. They had on the, you know, Indian headdress. And what the fucking pilgrims have on? Right, those little knee-high fucking pants, socks pulled all the way up, those black shoes with the buckle, that fucked-up-looking shorter version of a Lincoln Abraham hat, had the buckle in the front, and there was this nice picture of, you know, them shaking hands. Uh, The natives taught them how to pop popcorn. They had some turkey, and they sat down to a nice, vibrant lunch. Gang, that is exactly what did not fucking happen. Like, not even fucking close. That that is so a-fucking-historical, Jack. That's like saying Tina and Ike Turner simply had a mild disagreement. We're, We're not in the same conversation, right? Gang, the pilgrims were sacks of shit. History backs my statement. If they were modern times, the pilgrims would be what we would call Westboro Baptist Church. Did you know that? You know, those really nice, kind, fantastic, Jesus-filled people who go to weddings and funerals and they pick it outside of them. They've got those nice, you know, Christian signs with, you know, God hates fags. God sent 9-11 to punish fags. That's what the pilgrims were. Gang, they didn't leave looking for religious freedom. They were kicked the fuck out, right? They raped, and those that they couldn't rape, they murdered. And those that they could not murder, they would cough on them, basically. They would kill them with diseases that the natives did not have an immunity for. 
The pilgrims were assholes, right? It's kind of like the people who want to sit here and say, oh, well, Robert, what about Robert Lee? Shut the fuck up. If you defend that asshole, you don't get to call me your friend anymore. Because if Robert E. Lee walked into a room with me and a white person, he would look at the white person like their life was in danger. He would string me up. He would beat the black off of my fucking back. And if you can still say, well, Robert, you can't change history. We should still have his name. You don't get to call me your friend anymore. Go fuck yourself. The pilgrims were fucking savages, Jack. <clears throat> and you want to sit here and keep teaching this bullshit. If a pilgrim walked into your house right now. And if you did not have the right kind of religious belief. You'll never guess what these assholes would do to you. Right? Can you hear my chair squeaking? Hashtag unprofessional. But you guys know with me, you get what you fucking get. Let me move. All right, here we go. Back on the fucking pilgrims. They were fucking assholes. And this school, <clears throat> cough, they wanted to finally teach the fucking truth. Now, this lady was so put out that she like she took her kid out of the fucking school. And I remember she actually had this conversation with me. Robert, why can't they just teach that the pilgrims came over and again, they had a nice vibrant lunch with the Indians. And I was like, because that's not the truth. They were kind of assholes. And she just couldn't get it through her fucking head. So much in fact, again, if I am lying, I am dying. She transferred her kid. What is so wrong? What is so hard about teaching actual fucking history? Right? Gang, that brings me into the first topic of today. Fuck face Dan Patrick. Not the sports reporter, the lieutenant governor of fucking Texas. And I put his name first just so I wouldn't have to say fuckface Greg Abbott's name first yet again. Again, gang, I would love to sit here and tell you, excuse me, hashtag unprofessional. I got another one for y'all. God damn. Mm, apparently the gummies packed a little bit too much of a punch. But gang, this dynamic duo of emotional and intellectual butt fuckery. So if you've been down here for any amount of time, if you've ever lived in San Antonio, hashtag I have. You know the phrase, remember the Alamo, right? Now, if you've ever been to a Texas public school, especially in San Antonio, they glorify the shit out of the Battle of the Alamo. Just in case you guys are not aware, that was a slaughter. Yeah, it wasn't good. Do you want to? You guys want to know why Texas is a part of the United States? We stole it. And we stole it from the fucking Mexicans. Now, we can sit here and get into the ins and outs and the morality and all this other bullshit. I'm not trying to hear about it. Not for this episode. The bottom line is the Alamo was a fucking slaughter. Right? Davy Crockett officially did not wear a raccoon hat on his head. He wasn't. How many of y'all know that Davy Crockett was not a Texan? How many of y'all knew that? 
right? Again, the history is blown up into something that it's not. There are songs. There are plays, right? They made the Texans or the people who fought on the side of Texans out to be these honorable, glorious men. Gang, it's kind of like martial arts, what we're taught. If you're ever at a point to where you are fighting, both of you have lost. It's simply a matter of who's the last person standing. If you cannot, as a seven-degree black belt, Robert Reed, is like, hey, motherfucker, you're not that I'm ever in a bar. But if some drunk, hey, motherfucker, are you looking at my girl's tits? You know what I would say? Yeah, you know what? Uh, Why don't I just buy you a drink? Well, what's your girl drinking? What's your name? Hey, Susie, my name's Robert. Hey, what do you what do you want? A gin? Okay, you want a double? Let's make it a double. What's your name? Bill? Bill? Hey, you know what? Because you know why, gang, me spending 30 bucks on watered-down alcohol is worth me not fucking tossing Bill into the fucking ceiling fan and then having to drunk uncle his girlfriend down to the ground so I don't get accused of hitting a fucking girl. It's just easier, right? Same thing here. Where the fuck would I go with that? Sally, I don't have an instant rewind button. I told you, I got to start writing shit down. I got to stop podcasting after I take gummies. But I'm sure there was a reason for that fucking analogy. And as I keep talking, I'm sure it'll hit me. Put back in the fucking Alamo. It's not what they say it was. Right? Sam Houston probably wouldn't have been my friend. Juan Seguin probably wouldn't have been my friend. As much as we love to sing the praises of Davy Crockett, y'all probably wouldn't have liked to do. Right? And they stole the land from the fucking Mexicans. Let's just keep it real. That's why Texas is part of the United States. Now, oh, remember the Alamo, right? So the battle cry, remember the Alamo. The Alamo was fucked up. Like I said, it was a fucking slaughter, Jack. And just like the uh, school that wanted to teach the actual history of how and why the pilgrims landed here and what they did, someone, uh, Chris Tomlinson, was a co-author on a book called Forget the Alamo. Not remember, but Forget the Alamo, where Chris wanted to teach, I know, God forbid, the actual fucking history of what happened during the battle of the fucking Alamo. Right? Now, again, fuckface Dan Patrick, fuckface Greg Abbott, they got together, and you know, this is the anti-cancel culture people, right? This is a party of, you can't remember Josh Hawley? Oh, no, no, you can't cancel me. You can't censor me, right? Again, the people who say it the most are the ones who practice it the most. Now, my main man, Chris fucking Tomlinson, apparently has done dozens of these book presentations, you know, to teach the actual history of the Battle of the Alamo. Well, they're downtown Austin, right across the street from UT, where I graduated. Hashtag hook em. Chris had to talk. Talk about his book. Talk about the actual history of the fucking Battle of the Alamo. Guess who canceled that talk? Fuckface uh, Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, and the fuckface governor himself, Greg, go fuck yourself with the Cactus Abbott. That almost rhymed. Again, you sit there and you talk about cancel culture the most. You talk that you 
are the biggest victims of cancel and censorship. I know people, you know people as well, who have, quote unquote, stopped using social media, but yet they can all tell me what I said on Twitter the night before. Go fuck yourself, you hypocrite. You're just like the people who say you'll never watch NFL football again, and then you watch every fucking game. But the people who say that they're kicked off of social media the most, the people who complain about cancel culture the most are the ones doing the most amount of fucking canceling, Jack. And then turning around and acting like there's some special reason why they're allowed to and no one else is. You want to know why? It's this old patriotic bullshit. And again, gang, we're not getting the term patriotic back. We're not. If there's one thing I've learned in my almost half century on this fucking planet, choose your battles. This battle is lost. We are not, hold on, man. God damn it. I got to plug in my fucking computer. Again, hashtag unprofessional. Gang, we're not getting the word patriot back. We got to come up with a new word. Because patriot now means fucking asshole. Borderline racist. Again, what is so fucking hard about teaching the truth? And they straight up said we canceled it. Apparently, when a liberal does it to a conservative, it's canceling. When a conservative does it to anybody else, it's justified. Right? And again, patriotism on top of meaning asshole and borderline racist apparently means liar. Right? I, I, I've heard it more than once at work. And it's one of the new catchphrases. And every time I hit a catchphrase, we're just going to drink. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm, delicious. Jen and truth. Let's go. But it's the whole, you hate America. No, I don't hate America. Just like I don't necessarily hate Texas. But I criticize Texas because I want Texas to get better. Right? And you're not going to get better until you are honest. I just, all right, you know, I just fucking talked to a very dear friend of mine before I got on this podcast. And we were talking, the death of the ego is fucking tragic for people. And I'll tell you what I told her. When people find out that you're, you know, a high-ranking martial artist, the first thing they'll tell you is, oh, man, you must be able to kick a lot of ass. They're like, no, that's exactly what this doesn't mean. This rank means I've had my ass kicked more than anybody else. You literally get your ego beaten the fuck out of you. Gang, I remember when I made master. That's fifth degree in my system. Half a part of me says like, I'm bad little motherfucker. Then I trained with an eighth degree black belt. Then I found out I don't know shit. You literally have your ego beaten the fuck out of you. Right? I'm not going to sit here and even try to date. This is what prereq. Right? I'm not going to date you. I don't care how hot you are. I don't care how good you look in a pair of jeans. Until you're ready to admit you're a pile of shit, we got no future, Jack. Your ego's still involved in this fucking story. It isn't until you are ready to start at zero can you finally start to inch your way towards 100. And that's exactly where Texas is not. Texas, and I'm going to stick with Texas because Lord knows I can do a whole episode on fucking America. We've got the 1836 Project. That's some, again, this is a guy who would not sign legislation so we don't murder dogs. That whoever did this to Buddy would never face any type of legal ramifications. 
But Greg Abbott found it important enough to sign the 1836 project so that Texas students only get to know how great Texas is. And basically, we have no flaws. And we've never fought it without saying, excuse me, Greg Abbott, go fuck yourself. <clears throat> if you move here from California and you got to get a new valid Texas driver li driver's license on top of you your new license, you get a book of propaganda espousing only the positive things that Texas has to offer. None of the downside. How many times am I going to belch? Hashtag unprofessional. Again. God damn. Hold on. Shit. Mm, just a random swig of Hendrix. Get back on topic. Again, we, we won't even teach the truth about the fucking Battle of the Alamo. The, the last movie with Billy Bob Thornton was about as close as you can get with uh, the actual factuals. Again, it was a slaughter. And you want to talk to me about the flaws of Santa Ana? I'm willing to have that conversation. Right? It's kind of like training day. Was Denzel Washington really the bad guy? I'm not going to sit here and back. And like I said, I'm not, it's not even about the details. I'm a history minor. I already know all this shit. Right, you want to sit here and talk to me that Santa Ana may have not have been a good guy? Okay, I'm only listening to your story. Right, it's kind of like, oh well, Robert, you know, slaves sold. Uh, shut the fuck up. Yes, I know Africans sold other Africans into slavery. It doesn't make it right, motherfucker. So you're, you're going to ignore the whole problem, and so you want to sit here and tell me how Santa Ana wasn't the greatest guy on the planet? Guess what, fuckface? The people we honor, they weren't great guys either. And the Battle of the Alamo was literally over. Who's going to fucking keep Mexico, even though it was already in Mexico's fucking possession? And again, Dan Patrick, fuckface lieutenant, uh, uh, the actual governor, Greg Abbott, they canceled a speaking event. Right? This wasn't fucking Clockwork Orange, where they tie you down, they pin your fucking eyelids open, and they just sit here and tell you, Texas sucks, Texas sucks. Te no. All they were going to do is tell you what actually fucking happened. But our, our, our patriots, right, the fucking governor, who only wants to talk about the great parts of Texas, the lieutenant, shit, guys, come on. Again, you're not even trying to hide it. And it's like critical race theory. Again, I don't endorse this, but watch Fox. Watch Fox for two hours. Again, it's if again, I, I didn't even try to come up with an analogy, right? If if I tell you that football is a great sport, that football teaches camaraderie, teamwork. Yeah, it's very high impact. It's very high impact. But the lessons I learned in 1987 from Coach D.W. Rutledge are the lessons that I literally live by today in 2021. Right? My personal life, not so much fun. You know part of the reason why I'm getting through it the way that I am? The lessons I learned in 1987 from football. Right? He always said, I'm not trying to teach you how to be a better athlete. I'm trying to teach you how to be a better person. Now, that's the foundation of the fucking discussion, gang. And we can't have the same conversation if your monkey ass goes off on some fucked up ass tangent 
that football produces rapists and they're all terrible. Michael Vick kills dogs and it's super duper violent and you die from CTE. We're not having the same conversation, right? Again, this whole, we're only going to teach a patriotic curriculum. Again, patriotic means racist, means liar now. All Chris motherfucking Tomlinson wants to do is introduce the truth. But fuckface Dan Patrick and fuckface Greg Abbott, they literally canceled it. And they said they were canceling it, even though this is the exact same side of the political fence. Who says that cancel culture is bad? Please go fuck yourself. Again, they're not even trying to hide how fucked up we are. And yeah, I use the word we. Again, I'm going to move on from this because I'm getting ready to have a stroke. Remember the Alamo has been the battle cry since fucking forever. Chris wants to come with a book and a speaking tour saying, forget the Alamo. You want to know why? Because Chris wants to teach people what actually happened. And now, fuckface Abbott and fuckface uh, Patrick are acting just like that lady I talked about over 20 minutes ago, who when she found out that her kids were going to learn the truth, she pulled her kids out of the fucking school. Right? And I guess an inconvenient truth, it just carries more weight than a lie that makes you feel better. Did I say that right? Yeah, I think I did. All Chris wanted to do was come down to fucking Austin, Texas and teach the truth. But again, I'm using their term because it wasn't patriotic. He canceled it. They canceled it. And again, gang, give up on the word patriot. Give up on the word patriotic. We got bigger fucking fish to fry, Jack. We do. Patriot means racism now. Patriot means lying now. Let them have it. We have bigger fish to fucking fry. So again, for the group that says that canceling is the worst, guess who does the most amount of canceling? Okay, we're going to move on to another motherfucking topic, and you know how we move on to another motherfucking topic on this show. Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. Gang, I got to jump right into this one. As a gang, I'm sitting here talking loud as shit, and my main man, Buddy, is still cutting the same logs he was almost 25 minutes ago. <laughs> this guy, I love him, and I'm jealous all at the same goddamn time. If I could sleep half this good, I wouldn't have fucking insomnia. Good job, buddy. The guy that I do not believe in brought us together. Gang, I love this goddamn dog. I love this goddamn dog so much. I'm going to take another motherfucking shot of this goddamn Hendrix. Hold on. You know what time it is. Mm, Delicious. Jen and truth. Let's go. That's for buddy. Gang, as a former athlete, as a former athlete who enjoyed some success and some notoriety and some fame, this is another one of those that's kind of personal to the big guy. And that's Shikari motherfucking Richardson. Now, if you don't know who that is, gang, to say that she is talented would be insulting. She's not talented. She's generational. Now, if you're at or around my age and you like sports, 
even if you probably don't like sports, you know the name Flojo. Florence Griffith motherfucking joiner. That lady ran faster than the speed of fucking sound. On top of that, she just so happened to be beautiful as fuck. And on top of beautiful as fuck, she was a trendsetter. Y'all remember she would not hit the fucking track without a full face of motherfucking makeup, which only enhanced her motherfucking beauty. Now, you thought Logan had fucking adamantium claws? Yeah, no, he didn't. She did. You remember those fucking 52-inch long fingernails? Always painted a different color pattern every time she hit the fucking track. Remember that beautiful fucking physique? And the one-legged fucking unitard? You remember all of that? Now, again, if you're around my age and you're as fucking dick-slappingly perverted as I am, she ran, at one point, it was the second leg on the 400-meter relay. At this point, she was, and which is the longest uh, leg in the relay. It's usually where you put your strongest runner. Little known fact, depending on who you ask, but the way I was raised, your second leg wins the race. Again, they're the one who runs the longest amount of uh, distance. Y'all remember that time that the fucking camera was at her backside and she was wearing the one-legged fucking unitard? Yeah, and the fucking unitard went up her butt cheeks, so we got to see her ass Gang, I'm almost 50 years old, and I still jerk to that fucking memory. That was kind of perverted. I shouldn't have put that in there. But this is only first take, motherfucker, so let's keep going. Shikari was, is, is, was that kind of trendsetter for this generation. We've had the discussion, are we ready for an openly gay athlete? Shikari's gay as fuck. Shikari has got eyelashes like I've got fingers, not fingernails, fingers. They're long. She wears a face full of makeup. When she ran the 10.86, which is fast, by the way, in case you don't know, and she crossed the finish line, the camera caught her face, and she sat and she pointed at the clock in full stride, and she said, fuck yeah. She was that, right? Her girlfriend, they made the announcement. Her girlfriend decides which color wig she's going to wear that fucking day. And when she broke the record, it was fire engine red. Why? Excuse me, that was disgusting. Hashtag unprofessional. Because her girlfriend said, baby, today your feet are going to be on fucking fire. So the red represented the fire. She was everything this generation needed to look up to. She was talented. She was strong. She's beautiful. She's out in the open gay. This girl should be on the fucking Wheaties box before the end of the year. Guess who decided to smoke marijuana right before the match? Shikari, are you fucking kidding me? Now, gang, I'm going to be torn on this portion of the conversation. Because I just told you almost 30 minutes ago, I popped a gummy. I'm high. The Mary Jane for me is fantastic. 
I personally think, like fucking, the world would be better off if we all hit the Mary Jane just a little bit more often. But hey, that's just me. Hashtag you do you. Personally, I don't have a problem, obviously, with people smoking weed. And there are obvious, not obvious, I I hate the word obvious, there are actual athletic benefits attached to smoking weed. There is. It cuts down on inflammation, right? Again, what are the misnomers release of some steroids? You just don't pop a pill or shoot something in your butt and you're strong as shit. Some of it helps with recovery. The faster you recover, the harder you can work out. The more you work out, the stronger you become. It's like fucking Rocky IV, right? <laughs> right? Hey, what? Uh, when you're training Drago, what's all this machinery for? It makes a man a better man. It turns an athlete into a super athlete by harnessing all his strength. That's pretty much what steroids do. Or some of them, they don't necessarily make you yoked right away. They just make you better at what you, god damn it, they make you better at what you do. And so if you can recover faster, hashtag less inflammation, you can train harder. Those are some of the athletic benefits from the Mary Jane. And I said, god damn it, because thanks to the world best sound engineer, I can now look at the clock and I'm best. The 29 minute mark. You know the drill, say it with me. The weasel is about to be drained. I'm about to freshen up this delicious motherfucking Hendrix. And then I'll be back for part two of Gin and Truth. Let's go. And Truth. Let's go. Gin and Truth. Yeah. Gin and Truth. Let's go. All right, I'm black. All right. Let's keep going on the old Mary Jane shit. Gang, and I'm I'm torn and not emotionally torn all at the same time. Again, I am obviously pro-Mary Jane. Again, the world would be better if we all wrote a big fat one every fucking night and just chilled the fuck out, right? And in terms of, you know... Performance enhancement? You can argue that? Yeah, but again, so let me, let me get off my, and you know, one more thing on the personal portion of it before I go into my professional mode. Gang, I'm old enough to remember dare and just say no and all this other bullshit. Now, there's definitely a stigma that is attached to the Mary Jane, right? And when I was a kid, we had dare, right? Something, drug, awareness, resistance, and just shut the fuck up, right? And I still remember, gang, there was one that stands out, maybe I was in the fifth grade, and we had two dare representatives come, and they don't really educate you, or at least they did it in my school. They just scared the shit out of you. Right. And basically, if you smoke one joint, if you're in the same zip code as marijuana, 
It's a gateway drug. Next thing you know, you'll be behind, you know, the bottom backside of a convenience store. You'll be giving some dude a fucking hand job or a blow job. You're going to beat up old ladies and steal the money out of their purse so you can afford your next hit of marijuana, which eventually leads to meth, which leads to coke, which leads to murder, which leads to rape. And then your parents hate you and then you die alone. That's seriously what they taught you. That marijuana was just basically fucking evil. Now, when you were religious like I was, oh, they love to use marijuana against you, right? It's not what God wants. If you smoke weed, God hates you. They did everything they could to demonize marijuana. And then, yeah, I'm going to say it. Buckle up, motherfuckers. You got fuckface Nancy Reagan, right? She was behind the Just Say No program. But here's your thing. It was a one. It was a misinformation program. Again, there was no real actual knowledge behind just say no, because if there is actual knowledge and when you say just say no and you say just as blanket term drugs, but what they meant was actually marijuana. There was no science. There was no research behind it. <clears throat> Again, if you're still using terms and I know people still do, if you're still using terms like gateway you're just buying into bullshit. But but I don't know if y'all know this. I'm sure some of you do. That was just straight up racism, gang. It was. The whole demonizing marijuana bullshit, right? Again, it, what happens legally? And shut the fuck up if you're about to bring up Bill Cosby or OJ Simpson. Yeah, you can either focus on the exceptions or you can focus on the fucking focus on the fucking rules. And it, there is absolutely no debate to be had. <clears throat> Unscheduled uh, Squigger Hendrix. Hold on. Shit. My voice is gravelly. Shit. Damn it. But th there's no debate. Right? I, I can get caught with the exact same amount of marijuana as a white boy, and I will get a stiffer sentence. That's just a Statistical fact. That, that, that's the truth. Well, gang, if you get busted with a um, certain amount of marijuana, basically enough to fill up a fucking roach clip, you get arrested. And it's not a misdemeanor. Not since the 80s, right? <clears throat> what happens? Why is my phone going off? Shit. What happens, gang, when you get arrested and you have a felony? Other than people under the age of fucking 18, who else is not allowed to vote? It rhymes with brown and black people, right? Brown and black people historically tend to vote for who? Democrats. So if you cannot stop us from going to the polls, you make it illegal for us to go to the fucking polls. That's why part of the reason why we had that fucking just say no bullshit. That's why we demonize marijuana. Right? It, it was it was racially based. It's how can we get minorities out of the fucking voting booth? If you're a Republican and you want to maintain power, again, <clears throat> it's not how can I keep people out it's how can I prevent them from going in the first place? Felons can't vote. So that was the foundation behind that bullshit. 
That's part of the reason why I'm so anti this campaign. It's like the death penalty. It targets brown and blacks disproportionately. And my voice is still fucking gravelly. This is what happens when it's Friday and you don't sleep a lot. Hold on, you know what time it is. This one's going to be a big one. Mm, delicious. Gin and truth, let's go. All right, let's get back on fucking topic. So that's kind of my personal thing on the Mary Jane, right? The, the whole dare, just say no, don't smoke pot. Oh, one more thing, one more thing. Then I swear I'll move on. Hashtag no, I won't. I remember it, like I said, fifth grade. And we had two dare representatives, right? And after their big presentation... We broke off into groups. Hold on, I'm moving something. We broke off into groups. Excuse me. Hashtag unprofessional. I'm full of lots of shit today, gang. Today, apparently, also bodily gas. But the last thing that we did was you broke up into groups, and each group had to come up with a slogan other than just say no or dare. And it wasn't my group. And because of my competitive nature, I'm still bothered that we didn't win. But now looking back, I'm glad we did it. You had to come up with the slogan that kept kids off of drugs. And by drugs, marijuana. Because that's basically all we talked about. And I'm still looking right at her. I'm not going to say her name just in case she's following me. Because <laughs> I found out some of the people I went to high school with, they followed me. And we all went to elementary school together. This person's group came up with the slogan, Dope makes you dopey. And I still remember this. Uh, the two reps were like, oh, oh, that was Gene. Oh, that was wonderful. And the teachers, oh, that was, that was fucking, oh, that was wonderful. And then the kids, oh, that was wonderful. Yeah, dope makes you dopey. And that's a true story. That's actually fucking happened. But again, it was anything they could to demonize fucking marijuana. Now, again, show me all the controls. Show me all the long-term studies that say that marijuana is the worst thing up there, and I'll believe you. Don't worry, I'll wait. And while I wait, later on tonight, I'm going to pop about 27 more gummies and get high as shit and sit in my living room and cry all by myself. Hashtag Simon, you better look out. This is going to be ugly when we see each other again. But again, there are no controls, gang. There are no studies to show how fucked up they say marijuana is. Now, that's my personal stance on marijuana. Now, again, Shikari, she tested positive for marijuana. As a result, she lost her Olympic team status. They just stripped it of her as of this morning around 7 a.m. Texas time. Now, I've given you my personal. Now, here's my professional as someone who used to sweat on a field for a paycheck. Shikari, you are stupid as shit. Again, I, I agree with you. You should be able to smoke marijuana. She got the marijuana in Oregon where that shit is actually fucking legal. Shikari, I want you personally to be able to smoke your fucking lungs out, girl. I want you and your girlfriend and all your homies and everyone else to sit around a campfire, get high as shit, and have a good night. But professionally, you are fucking stupid. 
Again, it's one thing if you came in last place and no one knows your name, no one knows your story. But you got to understand, my friend. And again, this is your athletic father talking, right? I was playing football before you were born. You fucked up, right? I promise you, gang. My third string backup did not take as many drug tests as Robert Reed, the three-year starter, four-year letterman, and All-American. They just did it. And the whole, you know, this is a random drug test always came with a wink, wink, and a nod, nod. Right? And again, this is a money-making business, and they snagged one, and this is fucked up. Right? Again, Again, random drug tests, you guys can't see me. I really hope I can put this shit on YouTube one day so y'all can see what I look like. Well, I'm fucking this shit up. But there's enormous air quotes up, right? I've been in the system, and I don't think the system has changed. Again, Shikari, when you win gold, Shikari, again, you should be on the Wheaties box, my friend. You were my athletic daughter. I've been where you've been. You fucked up. Again, she's too young, and some of you guys don't watch, and you don't give a fuck. Warren Sapp. Warren Sapp played college football at the University of Miami. Warren Sapp was slated to change the way we play three technique, quick tackle. Now, on a great day, and again, back when you used to run the football, back in my day, sonny, Warren Sapp, he would get in the hip pocket, as we called it, of a pulling guard, and maybe if you're lucky, your fat ass could fall on top of a running back, and you can at least register two to three tackles behind the line of scrimmage a game. But for the most part, again, your three technique, I think he was, I'm pretty sure he was three technique. Your three technique's job is to pretty much to stack bodies because right behind you is the weak side inside linebacker. Your job is to sacrifice yourself so the wheel linebacker can make the tackle. But here's the thing, gang. Warren Sapp was so fucking talented, you now had to game plan for the quick tackle. So it's like, how do I want to die today? Do I want the weak side linebacker to make 15 tackles? Or do I want the three technique to make these tackles? He changed the way we played the game. Now, again, for a defensive tackle to be even mentioned in your top five draft picks, it was unheard of at the time. But Warren was that fucking good. Well, here's the thing, gang. Again, to to put me in the same sentence as Warren Sapp is an insult to Warren Sapp, right? I was good. I was really good. I wasn't Warren Sapp good, right? But here's the thing. When you walk into that combine test uh, facility in Indianapolis, before you put on your fucking cleats, before you sign a single piece of paper, someone puts a cup underneath your dick and they watch you take a piss. Everyone knows that. That's how it works. Warren Sapp tested positive for marijuana. And they straight all the teams who said, Okay, you smoked weed. We don't give a shit. We really don't give a shit. Warren Sapp literally lost tens of millions of dollars in a less than a 12-hour span. You want to know why? 
Because they said, it's not that you smoked. It's because you're fucking stupid. You knew we were going to test you and you still smoke marijuana, right? Shikari Wilson is that, Wilson. Shikari Richardson is that. My athletic daughter was setting records. She's a trendsetter. Everyone knew her name. She was like Simone Biles. Gives her the gold medal now because the race for second starts the moment she laces up her track plates, track spikes. <clears throat> Excuse that. Why am I so gravelly? Fuck it. Let's keep going. With that fame comes a cost, kid. You want fame? You want the Wheaties box? Take it. You know what we're going to take? Some of your anonymity. And right now, Bubba just came to check on Buddy. Again, gang, when this becomes a YouTube thing, you guys are going to fucking cry. <laughs> Bubba just came to check to see if Buddy's okay. Bubba, you're a good burrito. I'm trying not to cry. That was a very beautiful moment. <laughs> but I got to get back on focus. And you know how we get focus on this show? Hold on, you know what time it is. Mm, gin and truth and good fucking dogs. Let's go. But again, again, it wasn't Warren, you smoked weed. It's that you were fucking stupid. Shikari, I don't care personally that you smoked weed, but as a professional athlete, this is your job now, my kid. You're, you're no longer doing this as an NCAA, quote unquote, amateur athlete. This is how you make a living. You have to know that the crosshairs will always be on your back. And you fucked it up. Again, I want you to be able to smoke weed. But until the day it becomes fucking legal, you can't touch it. Right? Again, it's Athletes 101. Y'all remember Ben Johnson when he set the world record in the 100? Yeah, back a long time ago when the record was like 9-9. Now if you run a fucking 9-9, you're in high school and you suck. Right, and he ran it. He set the world record. They interviewed him, and then he got busted for taking Winstrol. And it was the whole. And again, the moment he uttered this sentence, it died on the vine. Before he finished the last syllable, it was already not a valid argument. Gang, if you're not aware, athlete one hundred and one. You are 100%. No, not 100. You're 199% responsible on what goes in your body. Because Ben, when he got busted, at first was like, well, I don't know. Hold on, I'm about to belch. <gasps> Hashtag unprofessional. God damn. At first it was, well, I don't know. Then it went from, I don't know to, ah, oh, man, you know. I had a water bottle that my trainer made for me. He said it was electrolytes, but it was a little bit sludgy on the bot. Okay. You know what, Ben? Shut the fuck up. And that's when he's like, you are responsible for what goes in your body. Again, Shikari, as your athletic father, I love you. You are my athletic daughter. And you fucked up. You cannot, you don't have the same leniency as everyone else. You just don't. Again, personally, I want you to smoke as much weed as you want. Professionally, until the rules change, you can't touch it. But what makes me the angriest is that you did it. 
my kid, knowing good and goddamn well you were in the peak of your fucking season, right? And I can do a whole episode on how bad your interview was. If you have a PR firm, they're going to fucking fire you. That was up there with the baseball players who testified before Congress, right? Rafi Palmero, Sammy Sosa, who apparently forgot how to speak English, Roger Clements, uh, I'm looking right at him, the fuckface who got fired from ESPN, Curtis, um, my brain is farting, Mark McGuire, Kurt Schilling, Kurt Schilling. Gang, that was the worst fucking, they lied like children. Did you eat those Oreos? Mouthful over it. No. Oh, what are you mean? Trying to swallow it real fast. Lance Armstrong sitting there, defiantly lying. Sadly, Shikari, your interview will go down in history as the one of the worst athletic interviews ever. Again, your PR firm should fire you. And I can do another episode on that. But I'm going to stick with, you're fucking stupid, kid. You were in the peak of your fucking popularity. And you hit the one quote-unquote drug that would get you demonized the most. Knowing in advance, you got to piss in a cup. And again, in case you guys aren't aware, professional drug tests and NCAA uh, drug tests are impossible to beat. Right? If it was just a conference exam. Again, my work wife, Cassie. I can send her there to piss in a cup. I'm like, ah, we got some urine. It's good to go. I'm using Gassy because she's had to do it herself. Right? She's a four, she's a she's a current professional athlete. Hashtag I still love Cassie. Hashtag we need to get married. Hashtag I can change. But again, she knows what it's like to piss in a cup. And if it's a conference test, Cassie. Go piss in the cup for me. They don't give a shit. If it's yellow and it came out of some genitals, they don't care. NCAA tests and IOC tests and professional health, you can't beat it. It is impossible. I will spare you all the details, but basically, you're naked. There are three mirrors and three people, not you, and they sit there and they get to watch you piss. It is you get used to it, but it's dehumanizing, right? Again, for us, you had an option. You can hold your shirt up in your mouth and pull your pants down, you know, to your uh, knees. And again, a mirror in front of you and two on this side. There's a proctor behind you and two on this side. You're a grown-ass person making millions of dollars a fucking month, and you've got three people watching you piss like you're a lying six-year-old, right? And Shikari knew this in advance, and she still smoked pot. Personally, I want you to do it. Professionally, you dropped the ball. And as your athletic father, I got to tell you, you fucked up. Damn it, Shikari. You are a trendsetter. And I hope in four years you get to come back and do it even better. Damn it, you fucked up. Gang Uncle Bobby gave you big... Two big motherfucking problems. So he's going to offer you two big motherfucking solutions. First one up, Dan Patrick Greg Abbott, state of Texas. Shut the fuck up. 
Again, like I said a million times before, you aren't even trying to hide it. Out of one side of your ugly fucking racist mouth, you scream about cancel culture, <clears throat> right? You sit there and you play victim that no one suffers more than conservatives. But out of the other side of your fucking crooked mouth, you cancel everything that you don't like. You have become what you hate. No, you've always been what you hate. And you scream cancel culture when other people do it to you, but you have a habit of doing it to everybody else. You guys are fucking killing me, dude. All Chris Tomlinson wanted to do was to come and teach people the actual history of the fucking Alamo. But because it doesn't meet your patriotic standards, which again, patriotism to me is nothing more than I'm a racist liar. But because they're not going to jerk uh, the Alamo battle off, since they're not going to sit here and say all those Texans were great heroes instead of people who wanted to rob Mexico of their land, you canceled it. Again, I would say you become what you hate, but you already fucking were. The, the racism, the hate, it's so mainstream. I remember the good old days when you used to actually kind of try to hide it. Now, you get a government office for it. Gang, I got to get the fuck out of this state. Hashtag Simon, clear out a room. Next one up. God, this one hurts to say. Shikari. Ah, this really does hurt. Shikari Richardson. Shut the fuck up. Again, personally, as your athletic father, girl, no one wants you to smoke weed more than I do. Again, I'm not smarter than you. I'm probably a lot dumber than you, but the only difference between me and you, I've been your age and you've never been mine. Kid, your body is going to hurt when this is said and done with. Slim, if you're listening to me, I'm about to give you a shout. My girl Slim was inches away from being exactly where you are, and that is wearing the red, white, and blue on an Olympic team. I've seen that girl walk recently, and I love her. She looks like shit. Her body's wrecked from track and field. You need the Mary Jane, and this is me personally speaking. Slim, you're so hot as shit. I was talking about how much you hurt. You're going to need the Mary Jane for pain relief, but here's the thing. It's not fucking legal. Personally, I want you to smoke weed. Your athletic father, you fucked up. And again, it's not like you did it in the fucking offseason when you're least likely to get caught. You did it in the peak of your fucking popularity. What were you thinking? Personally, I want you to smoke weed every fucking night. Every time you hit the track, your wig should smell like you just left the set of either a Bob Marley concert or a Cheech and Chong film. But it's currently fucking illegal. Look what it costed you, kid. Again, personally, 
I am 1 million percent on your side. But as someone who had to follow those exact same rules, you fucked up and you fucked up in the most spectacular fashion. You hit the J at the peak of your fucking popularity. Do that shit like everyone else did during the offseason. God damn it, Shikari. Your athletic dad is disappointed in you. I hope you learn. I, you will. You're young. You're dumb. You're full of cum. You'll learn. You'll be better for it. Gang, the big guys held you long enough. He's signing the fuck off. Gin and truth. Let's go. Gin.